This is a One Plus original. Thank you for streaming One Plus. I'm Sir Manu Avenido, and today I'll be teaching you about speculative flash fiction. Let's get started. First of all, we need to unpack two literary terms, speculative fiction and flash fiction. What is a speculative fiction? Simply put, it is a genre of fiction that encompasses works in which the setting is other than the real world. It involves supernatural, futuristic, or other imagined elements. Speculative fiction can be categorized to science fiction, fantasy, horror, and alternate history. Each subcategory has its own types. For example, science fiction may include dystopian, utopian, and apocalyptic fiction, to name a few. On the other hand, what is a flash fiction? Maybe it can be best defined in terms of its word limit as opposed to the short stories which fall in the range of about 1,000 to 7,500 words. A flash fiction runs for only 1,000 words or less, but still provides a compelling story with a plot, character development, and usually a twist or a surprise ending. Other terms used to refer flash fiction are short shorts, nanotales, micro stories, or napkin fiction. At this point, I will be reading a piece I wrote which combines the two genres of fiction. Specifically, it can be categorized as a science fiction. Moreover, it runs for only less than 500 words. The title of my story is Just Like Atlantis. I hope you will enjoy listening to it after reading, I will be asking three questions based on the story itself and on my discussion about speculative flash fiction earlier. This is the story. Our great-grand-uncle, Lolo Edgar, often told us that there used to be an island called Maktan many years ago on the other end of those two long concrete bridges linked from the water city of Mandawe. Why is it gone? We would curiously ask. The sea swallowed it up, he'd say, caught up in his own memory. Just like Atlantis. Growing up, we used to believe that those bizarre-looking, unfamiliar aircrafts we sometimes spotted in the sky from Busai 
were from the mythical island of Mactan. Maybe the old airport still exists down there, we would wonder. As kids, we beguiled ourselves into imagining Mactan's otherworldly buildings and architecture, its ultra-modern technology and extraterrestrial inhabitants whose civilization was far more advanced than ours today. Since the day of the Great Flood, when Lolo Edgar was still a teenager, our ancestors had been forced to move up to the mountain of Busai, where the generations after them would have to live and survive, relying on whatever was left of them at their disposal. Although we used to think that Mactan was comparable to the legendary Atlantis since both islands were sunken, we would find out later on, as we grew much older, that they actually differed in the cause and manner of their sinking. We saw the signs back then. Lolo Edgar muttered when we brought up the subject again after a long time. We knew that the sea level was rising, but we took no heed. We were aware that the world was getting warmer and warmer each year, but the government was unconcerned. People remained indifferent. Unlike Atlantis, that sank deep into the ocean after the gods ravaged it with fire and earthquakes in one cataclysmic night, Lolo Edgar revealed that Mactan was gradually submerged into the sea, and it only took a few more years for the entire island to be totally wiped out, erased off the map. After Lolo Edgar finally died some years ago, none of us spoke about Mactan anymore, as if we just let his memory of the island slowly sink down, swallowed up by time into oblivion. We went on living our lives on the mountain with this perennial view of the sea from afar, dashed by those two long concrete bridges. But we knew that someday our own sons and daughters and the generations after them would ask us about those bridges, wondering why their ends led to nothingness. They too would stumble upon the mystical tale of Mactan and would be beguiled by its mystery, just like how we did when we were young, only to be devastated by the truth behind its sinking, but saved somehow by the lessons they would learn from such a catastrophe. We knew that even if Lolo Edgar's tale of Mactan had sunk down into the depths of our memory, we would always have a way to find it 
somewhere in our hearts, just like Atlantis, lost but not forgotten. Did you enjoy the story? I hope it helped broaden your imagination while understanding the meaning of speculative and flash fiction. At this point, I shall be asking three questions. For each question, kindly choose the letter of the correct answer. Here we go. Number one, which of the following descriptions of Maktan was not mentioned in the story by the narrator? A. It had otherworldly buildings and architecture. B. It was inhabited by aliens with ultra-modern technology. Or C. It was his uncle Edgar's hometown. The correct answer is C. It was his uncle Edgar's hometown. This was not mentioned in the story. Number 2. Based on the account of Lolo Edgar, what can be implied about the real reason why the island of Mactan sank down? A. It sank down because of global warming. B. It sank down because of government corruption. Or C. It sank down because of people's immorality. The correct answer is A. It sank down because of global warming. And finally, number three. After listening to the story, what do you think is the type of science fiction it can be categorized? A. A dystopian story? B. A post-apocalyptic story? Or C. An alternate history? The correct answer is B. A post-apocalyptic story. Why? Simply because the story is set in a distant future where the cataclysmic civilization altering event has already ended. So that was all about my story, just like Atlantis. I hope you have learned something today, particularly speculative flash fiction. This has been Sir Manu Avenido, and I hope you sleep well tonight. Take care and good night.